This episode has been brought to you in part by the Toronto Heschel School. You are invited to attend their open house on November 10th to discover what makes Heschel special. Visit torontoheschel.org for more details. That's Toronto, H-E-S-C-H-E-L dot org. Hi everybody, I'm Ralph Benmergy. Welcome to Yehopitzville, brought to you by Pear Tree Canada. Well, many moons ago, I lived in a town called Cannington. I lived there for about two years and commuted to Toronto. And one of the ways you could get to Toronto was to go through Uxbridge at the time. I think it's Highway 48, 47. I can't remember anymore. I remember going to the Uxbridge Fall Fair and uh, my family, we, we purchased the company of a rabbit that we brought home from the Fall Fair. The story turns sad here, unfortunately, because I didn't know enough about rabbits that I should really get things for them to just gnaw on to wear their teeth down. And so the teeth on the rabbit grew right down into the rabbit's jaw, which was horrific. And uh, I had to explain to a four-year-old that uh, daddy really did a dumb thing at the Uxbridge Fall Fair. All this to say, I have some experience of Uxbridge as a town. My guests today on Yehopitzville are getting more and more informed about the pluses and minuses of life in Uxbridge. Charles Karstad and Sherry Hirschberg are a couple that decided, you know what, it's Green Acres, you know, it's darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. They just went, they just went to Uxbridge a little while ago. So I figured I'd uh, get their take on Uh, Jewish life or not Jewish life in Uxbridge, uh, Ontario. Uh, Welcome to Yehopitzville. How are you two folks doing? We're good. We're great. Great. So, okay, why don't we go to where this idea, has this idea always been in your heads that you needed to move to Uxbridge or did it grow organically, so to speak? The need to move to Uxbridge was never really there. The desire to move out of Richmond Hill. We moved from Toronto to Thornhill to Richmond Hill and the desire to move further out. And I wanted to own some land before I died. Uh, And after about two years of looking at different houses and locations, uh, we found this place in Uxbridge. So I want to stop you for a second there. I've wanted to own some land before I die. What's that about? Uh, in Richmond Hill, we had a fairly large house, but I felt like I was living on a postage stamp. I could pretty much open the window to my office in that house, reach out and shake hands with the neighbor on that side. <laughs> it, it was like any suburban neighborhood. You know what? Lots of neighbors, lots of stuff going on. But Richmond Hill had changed because when we moved there 20 years ago, you know, when we our kids were younger, we could take them to the apple picking around the corner or, you know, pumpkin picking was a 10 minute drive or a five minute drive, you know, as the big box stores came into Richmond Hill and as, you know, we've got more townhouses taking up space and, you know, construction everywhere. um, The suburbs really came to us. And I think part of the conversation was moving somewhere that was a, a little less suburban, a little bit more rural, um, and it was it was the ages of our kids too. By the time we made the decision, our kids were both uh, finishing off university. They, you know, they both drove. So the issue of being accessible by te- by I guess, public transit wasn't as much an issue. 
um, the quality of the schools was less of an issue. Um, being able to walk to a friend's house for them was less of an issue. Um, I think we felt more about the fact that we could then look for something that was more fit for us than just the kids. But you're in Thornhill, then you're in Richmond Hill. I, you know, I don't need to point out to you, there's a lot of Jewish people around you. There's a Jewish community center. There's like, you know, Jewish life is there for the taking. You don't even have to do anything about it. It's just there. Did, would that factor in at all with the idea of once we move out of here, we move out of a Jewish environment? Uh, not really. And the furthest we ever lived away from Bathurst Street was Don Mills Road. And then we migrated back to Bathurst Street. Uh, if my bubby was still alive, her big concern is we were too far away from Bathurst Street. <laughs> but uh, for us, uh, my parents, or my mother now, and my and Sherry's parents both live in Toronto or Thornhill, but more in a what's consi- I consider a Jewish area. Uh, but for us, we can go to them. We're not lo- locked into sta- staying here for events and things. We get out, we participate. I, I think if we both weren't, you know, capable of driving and willing to drive places, it'd be different. So. You know, we weren't, when we were looking, it wasn't particularly Axbridge. Um, we ended up looking that, working towards there, looking there, because part of my thing was I didn't want to be more than an hour's drive from where my office is, and it's my office, and it's here in Richmond Hill. So um, basically, I put a, a pin in the map, and anywhere that was less than an hour's drive, you know, was good for me. And that puts us back here. That means that, you know, when I want to buy kosher meat, uh it's not that long a drive um, when we want to visit her. I mean, it was also not being too far from our parents. So even though we're in Uxbridge, we can get to either of our parents if there's an issue or a problem in, you know, less than an hour's drive. So um, we didn't want to be too far out. We're, we're cognizant of the fact that, you know, um, if there's an emergency or there's a problem, we want to be able to get there. So do, when you think about it as well, though, when you also are in the Oxbridge area now, you're not right in the middle of the town or anything, you're, you're on a piece of land, but um, how do you find that? Because I mean, when I went to the Oxbridge Fall Fair, it was not exactly a hotbed of Yiddishkeit, right? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a different way of life, right? It is, but being on the piece of land we're on, we have neighbors on two sides and conservation land on the third. And you don't really have a lot of interaction with your neighbors. It's uh, more friends that come up. And then just to add to what Sherry was saying before, we didn't need to worry about schools for the kids. Right. If it was still, if we were still, if we looked out here and the kids were really young, then we probably wouldn't have moved here because it would have been, I wanted them to be in a more mixed or Jewish school. Right. So how do you find the town itself? I mean, it's, you know, Oxbridge is, like I said, it's a different way of life. So um, is, is there value to it that you didn't expect? Or, or is it just like, we don't really think about that? Or we still think about going to Toronto or Richmond Hill as, as what we really do? No, we're, we're, we do a fair bit where we are. Um, you know, we probably have more horses as neighbors than people. Um you know, all, all of our nieces and nephews love coming to the house because they like, you know, standing outside and counting everyone's, you know, the horses and where they are. Um, you know what? We we go to we we go into town at Oxbridge. We go into town in Stouffville because we're actually sort of halfway in between. Um, Port Perry's not that far, I, so we're mobile. We get up, we go out, we check things out, um, and and you know, we've had the opportunity to explore the local stuff. So you know, there's there's the local cidery that's not far from where we are, and um, 
the really funny part is when we moved up there, our friends were very um, reluctant. They're, oh my God, you're so far. I'll have to pack a lunch to come visit. Um, during the pandemic, we've actually had the opposite. We have, you know, loads of friends who have been eager to come up because they can come up and we can hang around outside and um, there's a lot more space and they're feeling a lot less contained. Um, so it's it's been a funny change. I mean, we had friends calling us last winter when they felt very stuck in their house and like, you know, can we come up to you and just go for a long walk? And it's like, really, you're going to drive to our house to go for a walk? But sure. Um, so the world sort of turned really upside down. Um, but it's, 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 it's about space, but it's also about the type of space. So when we were looking for a house, I mean, we looked for two years and looking became kind of fun because it was a very passive looking. There wasn't it's not like we were a young couple and we were looking for our first house. It's not like I was checking to see, you know, what the ratings of the local schools were. Um, it was really very liberating because, you know, the question was, I want to be an hour within Richmond Hill. And, you know, we wanted something, you know, the, the factors we were looking for were kind of weird. We wanted a big enough dining room that we could still have, you know, everybody at the house. We wanted um, trees outside and not just, you know, flat ground. And, you know, we wanted space that we could explore and that people could come and, you know, spend time at. And so the things we were looking at were different. And we we originally were looking for a century home and we looked and saw lots of those. And we saw, you know, big houses and small houses and houses that need a crazy amount of repairs. And we saw houses that were across from uh, a graveyard. Um yeah. We saw houses that were just, you know, almost falling down. We walked through things where people were giving us the most unbelievably crazy explanations as to how you could, you know, yes, the house is only this size, but you could do this and you can do that. Um, we saw one space that said they had a basement, but this basement was was only like two feet deep. So it was only a basement if you were, you know, a very miniature person. Um <laughs> So we saw all kinds of wild things. Um, yeah, that was a root cellar. That was oh, it was, it was, it was, but it was crazy. It was crazy because they're trying to tell us it was a basement. Um, we uh, went to some was... places where the backyards were swamps and they were like, well, it's a little wet. And you're like, a little <laughs> wet? My dog will drown out there. Like, you know what? Yeah, we looked at uh, one place was on the moraine about six inches above the water table. <laughs> so if you dug a hole, you found water. So you couldn't, it wasn't, land really wasn't good for anything. Yeah. Or, or the water would find you. You didn't really. Yeah. That was, my, that was my bigger concern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the nice things is we're on the moraine now, which means that to some degree, although the space will, of course, be more developed, there's a limit as to how much hopefully it will get developed. So hopefully, you know, it will stay somewhat rural, you know, the, 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 the trees will still be trees. You know, the neighbors aren't going to go off and sell and, have you know 40, 40 townhouses next door because that's the nice part about it it's not just our space but the fact that um you know that lots of the people who are there have lots of space um we're also you know although there's not a lot of jewish families there i'm 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 certain that we're not the only because you know there are also little pockets of developments and neighborhoods within where we are or close to where we are um that are a little bit more mixed but you know it's not a hugely mixed area um but there's lots going on. There's lots of interesting things. Um, so when you think about it, one of the things I think about is um, when you when you live in either a smaller town or more of a country setting, the city wiring that we have kind of settles down and we become more expansive, right? Like you can go out at night and look up and actually see 
starscapes. Mm-hmm. How is that affected? Because the other thing I attach to that is I, I, I end up working with a lot of people who say, look, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And when I ask them for a spiritual experience, they talk about being in nature, being in the country. So is that getting elevated by being out there? Oh, I think so. I mean, there's something about being able to look out at your window and and watching the the Blue Jays and the Cardinals. And, you know, there's something about, um, you know, watching all the flowers come out in the spring um, and the, the, the trees changing. I think there just is. There's, there's, you're, you're more connected. It's more organic. I mean, Charles has begun to keep bees at the house. Well, not bees at the house, but <laughs> that would be bad. Um, in fact, his birthday gift smack in the middle of the, of COVID was a, a beekeeping class. So it kept getting put off. Um, but we've bought, we've got a beehive we're keeping now. And that's been a really, you know, interesting experience. You know, one of the things I noticed when I lived out in that town, Cannington, I referred to at the beginning, uh, in the winter, every night, often there'd just be a little dusting of snow and snow was white, pure white. And in the city, when snow sits there for more than a day or two, it starts to become charcoal gray and packed Mm -hmm. ice. And so tell me about the seasons for you, Charles, when you're, when you're moving through them now that you've been there for a few years. Uh, well, the, the spring is, seems to be wetter. I don't know if it is or not, but the trees are one little rain and the trees are dripping for hours or days. Uh, we're right on the moraine, so it doesn't matter how much rain we get because we've got about maybe an inch of soil before you're into gravel and sand. So drainage is never a problem. Uh, moving in the summer, it's hot, a lot more insects, a lot more birds and animals. Uh, not all good insects, lots of mosquitoes. Yeah. Uh, and, and rabbits by the dozen or hundreds, you can't keep track. Uh, but we've seen, we've seen owls. We, I almost hit deer driving down the driveway. Uh, yeah, I don't know who's more scared, me or them. Yeah. Uh, the, the winter can be a bit of a challenge. Our driveway is a, about six or 700 feet long. Uh, we do have it plowed, but there's a rise up from the road. And unless you hit that rise at speed, you will get stuck. Yeah, you got to gun it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we're on a major road. Uh, there are gravel pits all around us. In the winter, it slows down, but you've got gravel trucks that think the speed limit's a recommendation. Uh, and lots of people who figure that it's a rural road, so 100, 120 is a good speed to be going, as opposed to posted 80. Uh, but uh, fall, I dread. Uh, we have three forests, or I, I look at three forests on the property, one at the front by, by the road, one behind the house, and then one at the very back of the property that uh, ties into the uh, uh, conservation land. So I've got a few acres of leaves to take care of. But uh, as, as you and Sherry were saying, the ability to step out at night, and if it's clear, uh, look up and see the starscapes. And uh, when it gets dark really early, if there's no clouds in the skies, you walk and you see clearly defined moon shadows, which is the first time I saw it was a really weird experience. By the fireflies? I'm looking down at my feet. Now, wait a second. There's a shadow. Where's the sun? And I realized, wait, it's the moon. It's the light from the moon, which you don't get uh, in an urban area. 
I was going to say, we had fireflies in the spring and summer, which I don't think I've ever seen since I've been a kid. And the first time we saw them, the, the dog was totally mesmerized. He couldn't quite figure out why there were all these dancing spots. You know, it's so interesting to hear you talk about this place because um, I do think that when you live in a place like that, you're living on the planet, right? You're not living in a jurisdiction. You're living on a planet. And, you know, part of that kind of people driving 120 on an 80 is that they're not really confined by the sort of the stop sign mentality of life, uh, even though I do know from Uxbridge all the way up to Cannington and Beaverton, the gravel trucks are a problem for everybody because there's a mm-hmm. million of them and they're chewing up the roads every day uh, doing aggregate stuff. Um, if, so when friends come up, Jewish friends come up, um, I remember that I would have, uh, we had a wood burning stove on the first floor and they would sit there uh, on a Friday decompressing as they'd come up for the, for the, uh, weekend and they'd start just stoking the the stove and the stove was there for heating and i'd have to say what are you doing and they go i just you know i love the fire it looks so cool and it's like no no it's for heating (laughs) you've got to moderate how you use this thing so when your friends come up do they sort of do they see it kind of like a playground for them as opposed to what you're now seeing which is a a way of life or a place to live Uh, some do uh and we've been entertaining outdoors, which yeah. we have plenty of. Uh, we have a real outdoor fire pit, fireplace. Uh, and we had friends up last weekend and I lit the first piece of newspaper to get the fire going. And then one of the friends just took over tending the fire because they could. Yeah. You see what happens to them, right? They just mellow out and scare. It's better than Netflix, right? <laughs> When I when I was going to my office, whatever the stresses of the day were, as soon as I drove up, started driving up the driveway, they disappeared. Well, it's it's also funny because our original thought was, you know, before we moved, we were the the person in the family or the people in the family that everyone came to for you know all the holidays. We had Passover seders and Yantiv, and everything was at our house. It's just both sides of the family, and it's just the way it worked. And when we moved, one of my concerns were. You know, are people still going to keep coming up to the house or is everyone going to tell me, oh, my God, you know, it's too far. I've got to pack lunch to get there. And although when we first moved, they complained, it's incredible that that even when they do complain, they all show up. You know, even, you know, even the pandemic, even during, you know, if we've invited people up, if we've invited family up, um, most of them find their way up there. They get there. They um there's a pleasure to being able to sit down and, you know, get together and talk and chat. And, you know, the kids sometimes will go all, I say kids, the, the kids are our kids and our nieces and nephews, and none of them are really kids anymore. They're all young adults, but, you know, they'll go off for a walk by themselves. Um, when my son's, you know, girlfriend comes up, you know, her joy is to actually take the dog for a walk. And, you know, they'll walk all through the area. She'll go through the grass and around the corner and under the trees. Um, and she's not doing it as a task. I think she she enjoys taking the dog out for a, a real walk. Yeah, because it is a real walk. It's it's a yeah. it's a real walk, and and people love like walking. I mean, they'll come up and they'll you know they'll say to Charles, "Hey, can I go check on your you know can we go check on the bees?" And you're thinking, really? Um, <laughs> but they enjoy that. Like the, the, you know, our friends enjoy to go out and go around and check out the beehive because it's not something that's part of their everyday life. Uh, Ox- Oxbridge is the trail capital of Canada. It has more hiking and biking trails apparently than anywhere else in the country. And we've got some that are 
right at the end of our property. And we're maybe five minutes away from the major entrance to hundreds of kilometers of trails. So mm. we've had people, we've had friends that have gone hiking and then call, we're in the neighborhood. Sure, come on in. Yeah. Did, have you bumped into anybody Jewish out there? You know I what? No. Yeah, but well, we ha- we haven't personally, but I know that there's been because um, you know I know that other people have shown up on other other you know Jewish lists, synagogue lists, you know, um, lists from other organizations that show um, either Goodwood or Oxbridge or even Stouffville as as the address. Um, so there's stuff going on. I mean, uh, Stouffville probably more so than Oxbridge, but you know, there's also a lot of really big golf courses by us. Um, so even if people aren't necessarily living in the neighborhood or in the area we're in, there's, there's, there's lots of people from all kinds of different groups coming up and hanging out and going in and out and around. So it's not as isolating, I think, as it seems. Yeah, well, you know, the old joke about Toronto is Toronto is 45 minutes away from Toronto, right? So when you live outside of Toronto about 45 or 50 minutes, psychologically, people think, my God, it's so far. And yet they're willing to go from Richmond Hill to downtown, taking them over an hour. Oh, we, we've had that conversation because, you know, when we first moved, my parents were very funny. My mother figured out how long it was going to take by figuring out how it was going to take to go from where they had moved in to sort of North Toronto to Richmond Hill and then from Richmond Hill to Oxbridge. And I'm like, Mom, why would you go from what? Like, 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 <laughs> you know, that's not how it works. That's how people drive. And she's like, what do you mean? And I sort of, you know, said, well, why wouldn't you go this way? She's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, when they're out there, they're like, oh, this is only 15 minutes more than it took when you, it's like, yeah, because you're not going from one to the other. That That's not how people move. You're not driving north on Bathurst Street. Yeah. yeah. There used to be a, a comic, Yuck uh, years ago, who his bit, one of his bits was he'd look at somebody in the audience to go, you're Jewish? And they'd say, yeah. He goes, oh, wh- where are you from? Bathurst and where? Right. Because everything was about Bathurst Street. Right. So would you recommend to people uh, that there's more to be had by doing what you've done than they think? Uh, If somebody said to you, I'm getting tired of, you know, Toronto life or Montreal life or whatever life, city life in Canada. uh, But I still want to, you know, have my high holidays. I still want to have a bit of a Jewish life. Would you recommend what you've done for other people so that they can, you know, still have the Hagim, for instance, but also have the stars? Oh, I, you know, it really works for us. And, um, you know, the things that we come back, you know, we, we still go to synagogue in, in the city. We still, I still drive over and pick up, you know, kosher meat. It's it's still what we do. Um, maybe we're a little bit more organized than, 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 you know, you might be if you could walk up, you know, if you can drive for 10 minutes and get your kosher meat, we have to sort of, you know, figure it out early in the week and not the last minute. But beyond those sorts of things, it works really well. And, and I love where we are. I, I love, I love the house we have. I love the space we have. Um, I love that we're close enough to the city that friends still come to visit, but that we're far out enough that, that, you know, I can look out the window in the morning when I'm having breakfast and I can see the, you know, the blue jays and I can see the cardinals and um, I can see the squirrels that come out and sneak out after to pick up all the stuff that the other birds have dropped. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? And Charles, you got to do what you really wanted to do, which was make sure you had a piece of land before you die. So you... I I think it's I think it's great. Uh, it's probably not for everyone, 
And to be honest, we're, we are what I would call rural Uxbridge because there are developed areas yeah. with lots of houses. Uh, I don't know if that's more city life or still town life, but we are where we are, I think is fantastic. I wasn't so sure about it when we first looked at the place, but uh, now that I'm here, I understand why we, we bought it. You know, it's funny. We said at the beginning, we spent two years looking and we did. We, we, we went to all these houses all over the place. At the end of the day, the place that we bought, um, when we walked in, uh, we, knew, we, we knew it was the right spot. And the person that was selling it was so funny because um, we weren't the only people that were interested. Um, we had to, we couldn't move as quickly as we wanted to because when we saw it, it was just before Passover. Um, and the guy who was selling was like, so funny. He's like, okay, well, we'll just wait a few days. You know, don't, don't worry about it. It's a, a mid-century modern home built in the early 1960s. Uh, we walked in, uh, his agent wasn't here. So he gave us the grand tour of everything. And we loved the house the way it is. Uh, and he had said that other people had come and shown up with their architects or with their contractors. Right. And he didn't like the idea of somebody doing major renovations on the house. Yeah. Like in a lot of places these days, people, they buy your house, they gut your house, and they don't remember it was your house. You know, they yeah. have memories in there that a dumpster on the garage at the minute you, you close the deal is, you know, not what people really want to see because... Houses matter. They're homes. And you were yeah. looking for a home. You weren't looking for a house. And it's a 60-year-old house. So it's got its uh, failures along the way that, uh, <laughs> uh, that I've taken care of most of. Uh, we found some really good people who, uh, for all of the different services that we, we need. I mean, the only, I'll call it the only public services we have are we have a, a landline for reasons that I can't still understand uh, and we have electricity uh, we're on well water and septic system there's no cable there's no wired internet huh. and you like it so and I like it yeah it works just fine except when the power, except when the power goes out because we lose water yeah that I wouldn't like but you know you can get that in the city too you can lose power and lose all kinds of things all right. Well, Charles and Sherry, thank you very much for being with me. Charles Karstad and Sherry Hirschberg now live in rural Uxbridge, having made the move a few years ago. And as you can hear, they love it. It's a wonderful thing they've done. So congratulations. And uh, I hope that you have many happy years there. Thank you. Feel free to come visit. It's not a bad idea. I, I love that part of the country. And I may take you up once this thing's over. I'll, I'll drive by. We'll Just talk to know. the rabbits. Yeah, we get some honey. That would be good. Uh, this has been Yehopitzville, sponsored by Pear Tree Canada, reducing the after-tax cost of giving for Canadian major gift donors. Learn more at peartreecanada.com. I'm your host, Ralph ben Our producer is Michael Freeman. Our music is by Louis Samayo. And if you want to travel with us across this great country, visiting more small Jewish communities or more Jewish people who move to small communities, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hear more of my work, I host another podcast called Not That Kind of Rabbi. I also have a new book that's just come out called I Thought He Was Dead. 
You can pick that up on Amazon or Chapters Indigo or Wolfsack and Wind, my publishers. So uh, it, uh, CJN has published an excerpt from the book if you want to take a look at that as well. If you want to hear more Canadian Jewish stories, you can find them at the Canadian Jewish News' website, the cjn.ca. Uh, if you want to join the CJN Circle, you get a quarterly magazine, invitations to live events, and a weekly printable edition. Learn more at the cjn.ca slash circle. We'll see you next time on Yehopetzville. Take care of each other.